I started Coffee with Humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of coffee with humans, making the world a better place. One conversation at a time. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans uh, in a beautiful afternoon, so neither one of us has coffee. Um, <laughs> that, so that's the dirty secret about Coffee with Humans. Not everybody drinks coffee. Uh, but I'm here with Deidre Shen. I don't know Deidre. We met eight minutes ago. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we purposefully talked about nothing of any consequence since then. It was an awkward eight minutes for sure. <laughs> right. I was like, Hey, let's just sit here and stare at one another. And then I glanced around as though I was doing something really important <laughs> just to, pre just so you felt like, Oh, he's occupied. <laughs> that's the, that's the cool thing about coffee with humans. For those viewers uh, who are not used to this thing, it's, it's one of the, I describe it like this. If you're at a party and then you go to the buffet and then it's like, oh, crab cakes. And then we both reach in for it and we're like, oh, no, no, you go. Oh, no, you go. Oh, well, you know, let's just talk. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> and then we sit there awkwardly eating crab cakes. Um, that's what this is. <laughs> Feels about right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, You're welcome. Just sitting awkwardly here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> welcome. I'm so glad that you joined me. Uh, uh, so tell me, why did, why did you click the button to have coffee with me? What was in your heart and soul? <laughs> oh, look, I think to be honest, your um, your logo, I think, really pulled me in. <laughs> yeah, a bald guy, a bald cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy has got to be fun, right? It's like, look at that. It, yeah, it's it definitely was started with the logo. And then I was like, I'm super intrigued because there is absolutely no information here. Why not? Why don't I just hop on and let's just have a chat? <laughs> you are a strong soul to be like, there's no information here. Let's talk with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, I'm glad that you joined me. Um, so no information and a bald guy and a logo was the thing that did it for you and you don't even drink coffee i know that much about you even though it was coffee with humans you're like let's do this <laughs> i think actually it was one of my first things to you to you also i was like yeah i don't drink coffee does it do i still count <laughs> I, still count? <laughs> I was like you can drink anything you want yeah that's right i, I recall that <laughs> yeah i've we i've got my water bottle here i think you've got um what do you got over there I've got tea. I've got, mm. I'm a, um, I'm a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. So, um, just to add another layer of awkwardness onto this, it was like, um, yeah, I'm not really a coffee fan. I like tea. Do I have to be a coffee fan to have coffee with another human? That's the, that's the great question of today. That's funny. Uh, Chad, uh, one of our, one of our viewers here 
doesn't like my explanation of what coffee with humans is about. He didn't think the crab cakes thing was good. Oh, right. Okay. I thought maybe it was about my explanation on coming onto this. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's picking you apart. That's terrible. (laughs) Well, Chad, if you have a better explanation, you're welcome to put that in the comments. Oh, well, so Deidre, welcome again to Coffee with Humans. This is exciting to have you on. Um, what is it that intrigues you? What is it like? What What is it in your personality that would would draw you into a show where you know nothing, you don't drink coffee, and you <laughs> like the logo? Are you just naturally an outgoing, like, spontaneous person? Oh, you know what? It's so funny. Like, and I know that we can go, oh, maybe this is going to be the topic of today. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. This is as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. Do you know about the, the six basic needs that, like, Tony Robbins talks about? Um, um, I'm going to say no. Anyway, yeah, so there, anyway, he talks about these six, these six basic needs that humans have. Um, and one of them is, and they're like certainty, certainty, uncertainty, love and connection, significance, growth, and contribution, I think. There we go. So six of them. Um, and it was so funny because I've always been um, someone who needs certainty. Um, always, right? Like I've kind of, you know, needed to have the secure job. I needed to have the, you know, have bought a place that, you know, I know that I won't get booted out anyway. Like I just, I've always needed that. Um, and, you know, long story short, you know, fast forward to now and I look at myself and sort of the things that I've been doing and, and, and am doing, and I have actually completely changed. So I actually really revel or I, um, I, you know, I guess a sequence of events have happened and I feel really actually quite, um, liberated by the fact that I am actually probably more wanting uncertainty, more wanting growth, maybe growth out of the uncertainty. So I think that was kind of what, you know, drew me in ultimately. Um, I'm actually an introvert funnily enough. So, um, so I don't really know if it's the the fact that I actually wanted to have a conversation with another human being, because to be frank, uh, that's not really high on my my priority list, but, um, I don't know. It was just in the moment. I was like, Hey, why not? This sounds kind of intriguing. Um, I, yeah, let's just go for it. So that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So you've always wanted a high degree of certainty, which in, I'm assuming that that means safety to you. Yeah. And security and okay. yeah, being comfortable and things like that. Like my, um, so my background is I, my parents are from Malaysia. Um, you might be able to tell from my accent that I'm not from the States. I yeah. am actually Aussie. Oh so my, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good on the whole UK Australian accent thing. I thought, yeah. I was going to have asked you actually. I I'm really terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, because everyone, yeah, a lot of people here thinks think that um I ha- that we have British British accents. So anyway, so um when I was a baby, my parents moved over to Australia from Malaysia, um, and essentially, like a lot of you know first migrant families, it was to give us, you know, my brother and I, my older brother and I, a better life, more opportunities, um, which I'm obviously forever grateful for. But I think with that comes certain expectations that um, whether it was them that put it on me or myself, um, just growing up that, in that kind of environment, I've always had felt the need to sort of. Um, keep achieving and then I think with that and you always get told as first migrant you know kids you know you always just have to work hard um, make good money you know buy yourself a house settle down you know do all the things that means that you have a stable secure comfortable life you know that was kind of that was the thing for me so that was always my goal 
um, you know, get a go to go to university, do it. Um, I ended up doing a law degree. My dad is super disappointed because he wanted me to become a doctor, um, and that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you went on, into law instead. So I did law. Or did you just get the law. degree and then you went to like barista or something? Yeah. <laughs> kind, kind of. <laughs> uh, if barista equals investment banking. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. That's fun. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so I did that for a bit, but realized very quickly on that corporate was not going to be my speed. Um, it was not going to be for me, um, and went into entrepreneurship instead. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. So for actually the longest time, so I started my first business eight years ago. Um, but I was still, I think I was, I, it was funny, you know, coming back to that certain, that need for certainty, because so I was doing it with my then, he was then, my then boyfriend, he's now my husband. Um, we started this business and it was quite a capital intensive business. So it was a dessert bar, which meant we had rent, we had wages, we had, you know, to fit out. So it was like very capital intensive. And I think with that, um, with all of that came, I, I was like, no, 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 I have to, one of us has to have an income, right? We need, we need to, at least of all to fund the business, but definitely to fund our, like our lives. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't deal with the uncertainty of not knowing where money's going to come from. Um, so I actually worked full time and had the business for quite a few years, actually. Um, and which, you know, so that definitely plays into my need for security, played into it, but I think that actually really held held us back. Um, it definitely held me back quite a bit. Um, and then a chain of events happened, and which I can go into now. Actually, <laughs> Maybe I'll just I'll just talk about that now. <laughs> um, so probably about a couple of years ago, yeah, about two years ago, ish. Um, no, actually three years ago now. I we found out that so we had. Um, we had a few locations. One of our locations was in the heart of the city. So it was one of our top performing um, locations, one of our top performing stores. And we had just found out that the store manager we had at the, um, there who had been with us for like five years or something, like a good amount of time, who we trusted, um, who we were kind of um, grooming to be kind of our second in charge, um, he, we found out that he was, he'd been stealing from us. Oh, no. Um, yeah, and quite a lot of money. Like I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of money Oof. over the period of time that he was with us. Um, and I think it was just like, you know, you just sometimes need something jarring to like get you out of just the mundane, just out of the the hamster wheel of just doing, you know, like you break <laughs> up, you do the things, go to bed. Like it was just that, right? Um, and I think that was at that moment that sort of jarred, jarred me um, to be like, is this actually what, we did all of this for like, is this the kind of life that we want to be living right now? Um, and I had always wanted to, um, live and move overseas. Um, and it was kind of that, that was like, well, Hey, I've always had this dream. I've always had this, you know, I've always wanted to do this thing. Why don't we just go, am I allowed to swear on this? Oh, you, can. you can. I can. Yeah, I was You're allowed. Like, Fuck it all. Every time you swear, I'll be like, beep. <laughs> Just slightly after, it'll be like, Fuck it, sweet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, and just yeah, pack up and um, and move somewhere. So that's kind of what we did, and wow. and I think that was really liberating because that's what I mean by that transition from like needing that certainty and needing that income and needing all those things to like, you know, sold the apartment, um, you know, packed up. I think we came over in like 
nine suitcases or something, <laughs> nine suitcases and, uh, and our cat. Um, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we were like, don't know what's going to happen. Wow. We, yeah. And now here we are in New York city. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so so for, for for a person who's an introvert and who wants security to then find out that you in your in your hypothetically or what you thought was a very secure world of careful growth and you know management, you found that even in that, you know sometimes all hell breaks loose for just a moment, and you're like, oh, even even in security there is insecurity. So why, why be so tied to it? Is that kind of what where you're, yeah. what broken you? Yeah, I think so. And I think it was just like, it totally, I think you're definitely right. And, and even just looking at what was I, what were we doing? Cause I was still, you know, still working full time. Um, not really, my heart wasn't really in it. Um, because I knew that that was just a means to an end. Um, so I was like, well, why am I (laughs) like, why am I just whiling away this time? Because time is, you never get that back. Right. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was just one of those, um, circuit breaker moments where I was like, no, this has, something has to change. Um, you know, and it's scary, it's scary. Um, but it was also one of the most liberating decisions ever, because I think with that, that, like, you know, when you just make a decision, then everything else follows. So for me, you know, um, mindset shift, um, you know, even things with the business, we just, we put things into motion then into action that we probably wouldn't have because it forced us to, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do we make sure that it's, everything is completely systemized, operationalized, because they're still running. <laughs> We're on the other side of the world and they're still running. Um, but we just had to, yeah, we just had to be like, again, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> just yeah. <what> <laughs> So your so your business in Australia is still running? Yeah, yeah. So they're still running. Okay. So um, stepping away then, uh, so I'm I've worked with businesses, so I'm guess I'm just hypothesizing here and correct me if I'm wrong, but by stepping away and moving across the world, it forced you to put systems and processes in place that probably had not been in place before, which allowed, you know, such mm-hmm. kind of a shitstorm to be created or allowed. Uh, and now you've now you've kind of plugged those holes and by moving away so far that you had to manage it, you know, better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's the thing. It kind of like, it forces you to do certain things. Um, I mean, now at least, um, we do have someone quite, um, someone we trust and someone who's seen it on the ground, um, who can really look after it, um, as such, but yeah, we kind of didn't even have that, um, you know, so it's just all of those, the things that happen as a result of this decision that you make. Um, good it's hard but it's good things come out of it i think ultimately you know everything happens for a reason i'm a big believer in that so um yeah so that's kind of what happened and then again everything does happen for a reason because we come over here i was like we're like don't know what um what's gonna happen i invited um one of my my best friends to come as well um because we were looking <laughs> at potentially starting a business and it was just again one of those things where we were having brunch um in in our favorite cafe in sydney um over she was having coffee um <laughs> and um i was just like hey by the way we're moving over to new york um you should come <laughs> she was like okay <laughs> really pretty much wow (laughs) um and so so you know so we started a business over here my husband um found a job so um yeah we're you know doing pretty well 
Wow. <laughs> That's fascinating. Did you get any, um, did you get any pushback when you decided to make these big courageous changes from, from family or friends? Uh, no, 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 surprisingly not. So my, um, my brother was already moving, was already living overseas. So he actually, yeah, he was, um, he lived, he lives overseas. And then my parents, um, were actually, were like, well, there's nothing really holding them, you know, in Sydney anymore. So they moved back to Malaysia, um, to be, I guess, you know, as they get older and then their family and friends get older, you know, it's good for them to be with, you know, with the people that they love. Um, so I think, yeah, there was really no pushback, um, with it at all. (laughs) People were probably like, yeah, please move. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) So being an introvert in all of this, how did you find that your introversion was stretched or re, uh, redefined? Um, yeah, it's funny. So, cause, um, as you know, like the introversion and extroversion is very much more about like how you, um, get energy. Um, mm-hmm. also that's why I think people, when they aren't aware, they get sort of confused. They're like, you're an introvert because <laughs> I can be, you know, um, all the, you know, bubbly and all those things and outgoing, but, after this, I can guarantee you that I'll probably like be super exhausted and I'll just fall in a, in a heap on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So the funny thing is that um, it's, so the business that I'm in, which is even more hilarious. So my, my, um, my co-founder and I, we started a coaching business. Um, so we actually coach now e-commerce businesses um, scale or grow um, through the power of human connection, tribe building and, and sales funnels. So that's kind of what we do now. And um, it's really, really funny because I, for whatever reason, um, was thrust, so I was thrust in the role of being like the front, the front person. So um, kind of almost being the, the, the sales, um, the sales person, the one who connects, um, which I actually really like doing. Um, I, I think that's probably, um, even though I'm an introvert, where I, what I enjoy about why I enjoy talking to others is that connect this connection, right. That, um, I really like not only sharing my story, but learning about yours, um, which we are going to get to, cause that was one of my questions, which I was like, <laughs> I can't ask this question. Can I? <laughs> um, and yeah, and just getting to know people and, and how, you know, if, if anything like, um, I can help or, or anything like that. Um, and so being in a coaching business, we have to obviously, you know, deal with a lot of humans with, um, which for me is actually exhausting. Now, the good thing is, um, my, my co-founder, she's an extrovert. So, um, so a lot of times I'm just like, I just can't deal with all of this as she has to kind of pick up the slack and, and, you know, be, you know, and definitely sort of, um, be the one to front a lot of things on the, more on the, 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 definitely the coaching side and, and things like that, because I only really have short, I think I can only do short bursts, um, of, you know, human interaction. Um, and then I needed to have a nap and then, (laughs) um, and then go again. Well, one of Uh, our viewers, again, Chad, he's, you know, he's thinking that you don't seem like an introvert and I agree with you. I, but having, having, also done a bit of research on introversion versus extroversion. I'm an introvert as well, and mm-hmm. people wouldn't know it because I'm very good out in front of out in front of people. I can I can be that front person, uh, yeah. and I can be the guy on stage, and I can you know draw people in. But it's exhausting, 
at the same time sometimes. Um, And in the small group is where I develop my, you know, kind of get my energy back. And then also being quiet, just a significant amount of quiet. And that varies with my stress level. You know, if my stress level is high, I need a lot of, I need a lot of quiet. Um, Or at least very small groups, you know, one or two people just, and has to be close, um, kind of an an intimate sort of, uh, an intimate sort of group where I don't have to, um, I don't have to perform, right? I think, well, Chad said liar, so. <laughs> oh, Chad, thanks for that. So is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> That's true. The last guest, I was like, I'm an extrovert, and I, no, no I, I'm totally an introvert. <laughs> but, but it is, I mean, it's, it is curious to me, this idea of being an, an introvert and then being thrust into the, into that front that front person role, um, you certainly can. You, you obviously can play that role. Uh, um, my curiosity, though, and I'm just uh, kind of looking at the lens of my you know through myself when I'm asking this question. My curiosity is that in being an introvert and then being in that front role, do you like that front role? Oh, good question. I, um, I've learned, I've actually really learned to, to love it actually. Um, so I resisted and that's kind of why I say I was thrust into it. I feel like (laughs) I was more like shoved into, you know, you, you're, you're doing this. Um, and the great thing is, um, because I'm always about, I haven't always been like this by the way, but I've, found, um, and this is where, again, I guess the uncertainty in the growth comes in is that I want to be put into more and more uncomfortable positions because that's really the only way that I can learn anything and, and become hopefully a better version of myself. Um, and so I, so I've always resisted. I've always, I've hated anything like sales, like all all of that. I've resisted my whole life. Um, I remember when I was in uni, you talk about being an overachiever. I had three jobs um, while I was studying full time. Um, and one of those jobs was in, um, it's a store called Harvey Norman in Australia, which is kind of like a, a Best Buy um, equivalent here. So they did like electronics and things like that and, you know, computer goods and stuff like that. And I um, I just remember how uncomfortable and how almost like slimy and sleazy I was when I was told, I was like, just get on the floor. Um, people told, like my manager told me, just get on the floor and just sell stuff. And I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> like, she, And he was like, don't just look at the box and just read what's on the box. Right. <laughs> As I'm talking to a customer, I'm just like reading <laughs> with them what's on the box so my early experiences with sales was like not great um and (laughs) and ever since then I was like no this is not for me I'm not good at it I'm you know I'm not the person there are other people who are better at it so you know I that's it's you know it's just it's just not me Mm -hmm. um so you know you can see that there's just a lot of like self-limiting beliefs or a lot of things I was telling myself about why I couldn't do it um when in reality you know we can do it like we're human so we can really do whatever we want if we put our minds to it. Um, so I think even coming into, into this role, you know, we kind of knew someone had to, had to do it. Otherwise we don't have a business. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I don't like it. (laughs) I'm probably (laughs) going to slightly be kicking screaming, but it gives me an opportunity to, um, to, 
un, to untell myself all the things I told myself in the past um, to really push through the uncomfortable um, because only when you push through the uncomfortable do you get the rewards on the other side. So, you know, I, I truly believe that. Um, and so I started doing, started doing it, started doing more of it. And then I am now at a point where I'm not great at it. Um, you know, I, I don't, definitely don't want to say that, but I am actually enjoying, I'm enjoying the process of learning and doing it and hopefully continue to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, um, that's, I don't, I can't remember what your question was, but <laughs> well, so yeah, I asked, I asked if you like being in the front role, you know, the front, the front person is being, and also being an introvert. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. seems to, it's, it seems that you, uh, you have grown into, an understanding of how to use, you know, use, uh, or the benefits, I guess is, is my, is what I'm hearing. The benefits of being, of, of doing this thing that you initially have, have a hard time, uh, fitting yourself into that role. The benefits outweigh any downsides. Yeah. And I think the thing too, is like when we start labeling ourselves things, um, and that's the day, I mean, I think we all have to, because it's a mental shortcut that we need to take. But when we do start going like, I'm an introvert and that means certain things, that's when we actually start to limit uh, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, so I know, like, I know I, I freely shared that I, I mean, I am an introvert. Um, but I think that doesn't mean that, that, sorry, that doesn't mean that I can't do this kind of stuff you know what I mean like it's a tendency um, yeah exactly exactly um and I think that's that's the thing you know we we definitely don't want to get um get caught up in you know thinking that because of certain things we tell ourselves that we can't yeah that we just can't do more Um, right that's yeah yeah Chad's got another question here uh being an introvert how did you make such a huge life change since it would seem it was very stressful for most or for many introverts that he knows. And I agree with him. I think introverts have a, have a hard time, uh, stepping outside or too far outside, you know, the the walls of safety. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. And this is again, the, the generalizations of, of, of introverts, I guess. Um, because I guess you have introverts who don't, who who do because of that that label they do close themselves off from from others and from um from being what am I trying to say I guess the way that I've approached it was like how do I keep myself open mm-hmm. how do I keep myself open to um, not only to other people so um, because through that you get into really great conversations like this um, which can change a perspective or it can change or it can give you an idea or it can um, it can give you you know the sometimes that <laughs> kick in the butt or you know whatever that you might need to yeah. to, to do something different um, and so I think it's I don't know whether it's the introversion a bit about people that might hold them back or that makes it stressful, but it might just be more so the other things like the fact that is it because they need certainty um, in their lives, for example. That's not an introversion 
you know, I know a lot of extroverts who yeah. send team in their lives, you know, um, is it, and look, to be fair, I was a lot like that as well, right? Um, is it, is it because, you know, they, um, they, there's a need that they have about like significant, about feeling significant in just the thing that they're doing because they know it so well and that's what they're comfortable doing. And they know that, you know, if they go anywhere out of that, they're going to have to, in a way, start at the bottom and learn mm-hmm. it and go back you know is it that rather than it being because they're an introvert so I'd just be really curious actually to know you know Chad um from your perspective those introverts that you do know that get stressed out about making decisions or whatever or making life changes you know what is it about you know what else if we dig a little bit deeper around you know their introversion or non-introversion what else might it be might there be in their lives that's playing out um that's making it so stressful um yeah yeah. no that's a good point I think uh, I think I know, I know a number of people, I'm kind of one of them who fear is a, is the kind of primary motivator. Mm. Um, and I've learned that, uh, fear is the gateway to growth. Uh, and so where I am most afraid probably is where I need to move. And it's because fear, uh, the fear is a, um, a symptom of what I think is going to occur when I do such and such. So if I make this change, like you, you know, you, you moved from, you know, Australia to New York city. Uh, if I make this change to New York city, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose this. I'm not going to have this. All right. All these things, all the, all the lists of I'm nots and yes. won'ts. Yes. Uh, and I, I was having breakfast with, <laughs> with some friends and, and it was last spring or something like that prior, prior to COVID. And, uh, and I, was remarking on something I was interested in doing. And they were like, and when she stopped me and she's like, wait, what, why, why do you always think of all the ways this could go bad? Where, where's the, this idea of like, yeah, but what if it's great? And it's interesting because for me, I, I have a tendency to create a lot of things. I do a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, coffee with humans was just like, Hey, I'm going to put myself out there and say, if does anybody want to have coffee with me? And it's sure enough, it's like, boom, 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 boom. It just yeah. has grown exponentially. Yeah. Uh, and my calendar is booked out, but the, the fear in that, which I decided to overcome was, yeah, but can I just have a raw and filtered conversation? And is it okay? Yes. You know, if I'm just me on this conversation, instead of the version of me that I think would be acceptable to everybody else who's listening, uh, that's that fear thing, which I, I've just decided that life is short and whether you're fearful or whether you're not kind of doesn't change, change things, except the one known is that if you're fearful and you delay on things, then, then eventually it's too late. That's the one thing you can guarantee. It's eventually too late. So why not try it? And I think it was Jeff Bezos who said something like, um, maybe it wasn't him, but it was something, uh, something about like, you know, once, once, you know, 80% of the information, just make the decision and be done. Uh, I was talking to a guy who actually used to work at Amazon or work with Amazon. And he says, actually in Amazon, it's more like once, you know, 40 or 50% of the information move. And he says, and sometimes it might be a little bit too fast. Um, and it, it's sort of breakneck speed of changing things. Um, but then I also couple that with, and I don't know who said this, this idea that most decisions in life can just be taken back. So let's say you travel to New York city. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? You decide it's not for you and you go home exactly. to Australia, right? But looking into these decisions, many times they seem like this is the make or break moment. I can't go back. 
it's like, no, you can, you can, you, by going forward, by learning something new, you can end up back in the same place to, you know, physically or something, but you'll, you'll, you'll always gain experience. Totally. Yeah. I love that. It seems like you're a lifelong learner. I mean, I know that's kind of a buzzword, right? But you've, you've kind of fallen in love with the process of growth rather than uh, your fear of not, you know, talking to people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that was always one of the things that I've, um, I don't know where I got this from, but I've always lived by this thing of not wanting to, not wanting to live with regret. Mm. Um, because, and so I think it's like any, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's, you know, and, and no matter how hard it is to make the decision or to say yes or whatever, it's like, if you know, it's kind of like for you, right. You, you, you step, you, you made a decision and you stepped into the uncomfortability. Um, and that's the, that is the the strongest thing that you can do um, is to just do it, to know that, to be, to feel the fears, to, to know that they're there, but just do it anyway. Um, and I had to battle with myself a lot, a lot to be able to, and I still battle with myself, you know, sometimes I'm like, even now I'm like, oh, I really need to go for a run. It's cold. I don't know. Okay. That's yeah. a really silly <laughs> example. But, you know, and I'm battling with myself to be like, no, 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 this is going to be a good experience. Push through the uncomfortableness of, you know, freezing. Um, and because on the other side is the, the great stuff. Um, it so, reminds yeah. me of, uh, I did some team building stuff and actually outdoor education. That's what I, the, the, I did see team building as well at the same time, but I did outdoor education for, um, students, little, little, little itty bitties, um, you know, like first grade, second grade, third grade type thing. Yeah. Uh, and we would be walking through the woods and it was a local Y, it was a local YMCA camp, you know, and they're out, there's like 20 or 30 of them around there. And I know how to bring, you know, teams together so i would like bring these 20 or 30 little cats running around i bring them together and we walk through the woods and part of the part of the idea was to teach them about stuff like teach them about leaves and trees and frogs and all sorts of stuff and i know a lot about a lot of things um but i know nothing about like types of trees <laughs> and, and the little kids they'd be like mr todd mr todd what tree is that and i'd be like and i would learn about like well that's a great question. What tree do you think it is? And they'd be like, I don't know. Like, well, let's get out our book. How might we find out? Right. And then I was, I had had somebody in charge of this little like pamphlet thing of, you know, let's look at the leaf and how many serrations does it have? And then next step two is this and step three. And I realized at that point that it's not about what I know. It's about the process to get there. And if I can, if I can work the process, I'll learn so much more and I, and it'll, it'll be trans uh, transferable to other situations. Just like, you know, working with these little kids now has made me more comfortable in situations where I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I don't know the specifics of it, but I have processes that I'll follow and I'll get there. Um, and that I think is that process of growth, particularly for people who struggle with, uh, well, I can't do that. I, you know, have you know you probably had lunch with people who are just like oh i can't do that i can't do that i can't do that it's like that's nonsense it's completely bull- bullshit yeah. you can do it you haven't done it yet yeah. and you're afraid for sure but you absolutely can do all sorts of things that you have not yet done exactly exactly and what i love about that story actually um that you told was you know in a way 
obviously you are being resourceful, but then you're teaching these little kids how they can start to be resourceful, um, which I think a lot of us, um, for, for whatever reason, don't sometimes all have or lean into um, is how can you actually, because we're all, as humans, we are all resourceful. We can all find a solution or, you know, a way out, as you said, you know, even if we, even if something fails, like we can always you know, right. do that decision in some way. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, that's the thing. I think we have to just be confident in our resourcefulness to be able to do those things to be able to problem solve, to be able to get ourselves out of situations that might not, we might not ideally want to be in. Um, so I think yeah. that's, um, yeah, totally that, you know, definitely as, um, you know, as a business owner, I think that's almost one of the biggest traits um, that you have to have is resourcefulness for sure. Um, cause things are always going to come up. Things are always not going to go well. Things are always going to be stressful. It's always going to be pressure. There's always going to be all the bad things. <laughs> um, but as long as you can be resourceful, then those, those bad things actually become a little bit fun because mm -hmm. that process, as you said, is, is the fun part because you're learning through that. Um, so yeah, so I, I totally, totally agree with what you said. Um, but yeah, so I'll, sorry. So living in, in New York City as an introvert, I've been to New York City twice, maybe three times. I find it exhausting and overwhelming it is. after just like six minutes. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be fair, it hasn't been too bad in this period. <laughs> That's true. It's not New York City as like New York City should should and could and usually yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how do you how do you how do you develop or what coping skills have you developed as as you right the totality of you? And I don't want to just you know check the box that you're an introvert and stick you in it. Um, but the totality of you, how do, how have you developed coping skills in an environment that is not your norm? Um, well, I do try to stay away from the super, um, populated places. So things like Times Square and stuff, like, unless I'm trying to get from A to B and I have to go through there, um, you know, when it was, you know, pre COVID, um, it was like, there, there was no such thing as personal space there, you know? Um, so I, I do try to avoid, um, places like that. Cause I just, um, but otherwise, you know, right now, for example, um, I'm more, I am more of a morning person. So things like going running and stuff, I'll actually do quite like around 7am and I find, you know, cause there's no one, no one's, you know, silly enough to be up at that time. Um, seemingly over here. So, so, you know, I kind of have central park to myself in a way, um, which is great because I don't have, you know, I, I kind of don't have to deal with people. Um, whereas I know that if I, go on if I go running in the afternoon for example there's like a lot more people um out there out and about so I try to avoid so as much as possible I just try to avoid those times those places um unless I can't um but sometimes even as an introvert I do like being around you know um happening so when I feel like you know when, when I get that feeling then we'll just we'll go out and we'll be amongst it as well so mm -hmm. um I'll just come home and like, as I said, just be exhausted and fall like yeah. straight <laughs> Um, but yeah, so sometimes when it, when, when the one strikes, then yeah, we definitely flex into it. I found for, for myself, I, I learned this a handful of years ago that uh, noise canceling headphones made a world of difference yes. for my, my, I don't want to say mental health. That seems a little bit extreme, but like I'll go, I'll go shopping at, uh, you know, big box store or whatever. And I'll walk around with my headphones on. Uh, and I'm just like zoned out. I'm bopping around. I was right. singing at the store the other day and I'm sure that people thought he's crazy, but it's like, 
why should I be any like we're all crazy? So what's it to you if I'm buying veg- vegetables and cheese and singing to some you know pop song? <laughs> uh, but also like from a work standpoint, I would sit in Starbucks with my headphones on because I wanted to be around people, but I didn't want to be in. I didn't I didn't want to listen to their music. I didn't want to listen to them. And I would just, I was like, I would disappear for hours, just me and my headphones, typey, 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 typey on my computer. Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm, yeah, I'm the same as well. Um, And I don't, yeah, I I just find like sometimes, like the music thing is a really good example of just getting in the zone wherever Mm -hmm. wherever you are. Um, I have this um, ability, I I don't know how this happened, but even if I put something on TV, like I'll put a movie on, Mm -hmm. I that somehow focuses me to be able to like smash out work (laughs) to watch it. But I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, it just gets me in the zone. Um, It's a really bizarre, really bizarre thing that I found. Um, So yes, I totally understand with you, like getting the music, putting the headphones on and just, yeah. (laughs) I put trance music like um, trance or uh, techno music on with no words. That's the, for me, I don't, I can't have words because then I can't, I keep on thinking of the words and trying to understand the words and I lose focus of what I'm working on. I have to just have music. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I, um, at least what I'm thinking. Yeah, I actually probably prefer to have words. I don't think I have the patience for music that has no words. I don't know why. I just can't like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it has to be like. um, So my husband is a huge fan of um, the Vitamin String Quartet. Um, They do um, basically covers of you know all really popular pop songs and stuff, but just as strings like you know um and so i can do that so there's no words because they're you know they're just playing instruments um but what i'll do is i'll just fill the words in like as it's playing (laughs) but i can still like yeah it's i've never actually you know sat down long enough to actually think about why and how i do that um how i can still listen to the words or be thinking about the words or, or watching something and still yeah like focus it's, I don't know. The way, know. the reason it comes up in, in my mind, um, is because I've been, a I, I'm, I, I would say I'm probably a chronic overthinker, uh, in an effort to, con- like you talk, like in an effort to make, like can make things manageable. Yeah. Um, especially when they become more unmanageable, I try and like, oh my gosh, bring them in and develop a process around it or something like that instead of just getting stuff done, uh, which is probably to my detriment. I should probably just get stuff done. But the, uh, from a process standpoint, I've, I've often thought about what, what environment makes the, makes me the best for a particular task, mm-hmm. right? So what does an office environment look like? What does a working environment look like? What music do I need? What sounds, you know, who, who needs to be around? Who doesn't need to be around to be able to optimize that? And I've felt it very, uh, very poignantly when I'm well, when I'm well away from the space that works. All of a sudden my, my uh, product, not just by productivity, but my feelings about like you talk about flow, like making, you know, uh, getting in the groove, I get out of the groove. I can't, I just can't get into it. Right. That's yeah. That's super interesting. I, um, I mean, I always, I always have like moments when I'm out of the groove and, and in the groove. I think we all, we all do, um, to be, to be honest. Um, I'll sometimes like, I'm a bit, and I saw Chad's, you know, asking me if I'm a big foodie. 
Um, that's actually one of my vices because that's um, definitely one of my procrastination tactics is, um, oh, I, I'm just going to get some food. <laughs> gonna... Yeah. <laughs> Do you make food or you go out for food? Um, okay. So my, so um we so in Sydney we have uh, so our businesses we have um, dessert bars and we have burger bars so you can see that you know already a foodie um, but I actually don't enjoy cooking so my husband is he loves cooking um, oh. loves baking he seriously I had to tell him to stop making so much desserts over here in New York because he just cannot stop himself from like it's like brownies there's apple pies there's like, there's cakes it's like it's literally I'm like I cannot run enough to like, keep this stuff off um but he loves it and um and so we do so he so he does cook um quite a bit but we also do go out um in New York quite a bit it's really funny because I have actually found and I'm not I don't think I'm biased but the food in Sydney is actually better than it is here in how so what in what way what you, what, to you I mean what do you how do you characterize it yeah so I think it's like the variety of food so the types of cuisines that you can have there's just a lot more um to my knowledge anyway I mean maybe um and, and I'd love if anyone is list watching and you know knows New York if they have any great recommendations but I've just found um do you like pizza yes <laughs> <laughs> maybe this should be um pizza with you <laughs> um so there's a lot of pizza in New York for sure um which I have to say is better so that's one of the things that is, that, that is better over here Okay. Uh, but I've definitely found like the mix of, you know, all the different types of Asian cuisines, for example, um, all the different types of other cuisine, cuisines. So here there's probably a little bit more of an emphasis on Italian for sure um, and maybe Mexican, which mm. makes, you know, um, I guess makes sense. Um, but I get, but I think in Australia there's probably just a more diverse mix of cuisines. Um, and I'd have to say like, Maybe, I don't know if it's the ingredients or something. Like, there's just something a little bit more. I don't know. It feels like there's just more depth in some of the the food and some of the flavor in the oh, Defara. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that that one out. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Chad's your new best bud. Yeah, I know. I'll make it out to, yeah, make make it out to Brooklyn. And I'll... I think Chad is uh, offering to buy us all food in Brooklyn. I think oh, that's what yeah. I heard in that. Thanks, awesome. Chad. I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. you said you have burger bars and you have dessert bars. Yes, in I'm, I'm curious. What's burger bar? I, oh, you got sorry. me intrigued now. Do you have a website? <laughs> yeah, stacks on. So it's um, s t a x o n burgers dot com dot au. I believe. What? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I think I've got, I hope I've got this right. This will be awkward if I don't. Because <laughs> you'll be like, this is amazing. I'll be like, oh, that's not ours. Yeah, that's it. What? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the our burger place. Um, and then That is a very, very fine looking burger. Yeah, and our sides are actually phenomenal. Um so we do like sweet potato chips, 
tater tots. What? All with different types of salts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have me. You well, had me at burger. You should check out. Um, go to the chockpot.com.au. So it's the the chockpot. The chockpot. Yeah. <laughs> com. Yeah. I might not. How do I spell it? The chock. T a t h e c h o c p o t dot com. Maybe just try dot com. Oh, that's weird. The c h o c k. T. Let me just try it on here and see if it's not working. Oh no, it's working. Yeah. So t h e c h o c p o t dot com. T h e c h o c. Oh, I had a K in there. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. So that's our signature dessert. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, check that out. Yeah. Those are waff nuts. Um, yeah. So that's um, so those are the two businesses that we have in Sydney. So if you guys are ever in Sydney, go check it out. Literally the best, <laughs> best burgers, best desserts. <laughs> oh, Renee Kessler here uh, says yum. Yeah. Renee is an avid adventurer. She's been adventuring her entire life. Well, uh, there you go. Next, next stop, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Chad uh, did say uh, you and your husband, Defara in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Are you are you in Brooklyn, Chad? Chad is not in Brooklyn. He's in <laughs> Illinois, but oh, he's okay. an he's a traveler. So I'm just, I'm pretty sure he can figure out a way to make it to Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. He hit hit me up definitely. Um, well, that is that looks delicious. <laughs> I'm an avid cook. I love cooking, and I I find that um, cooking is kind of a. Uh, um, how do I describe this? Uh, cooking is just like, I don't know. I just, I love the process of just slowing down and making something, just making something that I really like. Yeah. That's all, you know, it's like, okay, is it super great? I don't know, but I love experimenting with it. Yeah. And I'm probably above average. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know if I was a terrible cook, then, you know, <laughs> As long as you, that's that's cool. That's cool for you to be a terrible cook. But um, I, just, <laughs> I actually don't have the patience for it. Um, no, why I don't. Yeah, I don't enjoy cooking. Um, but my husband is just like you. Like he loves the experimentation. Um, he loves like yeah. I think creating something. So he's happy to cook and not even eat any of it, um, or not eat much of it. Um, but he just loves putting different flavors together I think he gets a kick out of like being able to do something that he thought couldn't be done a certain way and like almost like you know cracking the code um as such oh is that yours that's breakfast um the other day nice it's a it's a and it's super easy to make it's a frozen biscuit uh from Walmart don't judge me um that makes in like 20 minutes and then an egg uh obviously with uh, a frozen sausage patty with cheddar cheese uh, and then, yeah, just a little bit of fat to give it some flavor. 
<laughs> gonna have the fat for sure i you know i uh i can't remember who i was reading that the fat is the carrier of the flavor people don't know that they try and go low fat but they also go low flavor when you do that because fat fat is where the the flavor is soluble in the fat not in any you know not in any you know other liquids in there but but the flavor is soluble sorry i'm fumbling all over my words the flavor is soluble in the fat and so you have to have a sufficient amount of fat and that's why i love me an egg mcmuffin Mm. um but in a uh, jason mcbiscuit is (laughs) just as good might have to do a taste (laughs) test i think we do a blind taste like i i do like a sausage and egg mcmuffin that's my mcdonald's breakfast of choice um so we might need to make this happen you know mcdonald's jason's as a burger okay all right i'm down with that as a burger aficionado i'd love your uh take on this this okay (laughs) let me describe it (laughs) you're like what the hell is that (laughs) you're like that's not a burger Okay, so <laughs> here's what this is. Like <laughs> I'll take cooking lessons from your husband. Um, so this is a frozen burger. Just, I mean, because I'm, I'm, you know, going on the cheap here. A frozen burger with a, it's actually a mozzarella um, cheese, which is a little bit flavorless, but it's a mozzarella cheese because it's what I had. And then I took, um, I took sour sauerkraut with ketchup and uh some i think it actually might have some pickle juice in there as well and i heated that up and now so it's 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 ketchup it's ketchup sauerkraut on there uh and then and then the the juice around it it kind of sounds like you're just trying to clear out your pantry (laughs) it's what i do i look i look at the things that i've got my daughter hates it but i look at the things that i've got i'm like you know what we're gonna do it i oh my god i for a long time ago i made this thing for my boys i called it hot kerbobble and they loved it they would ask for hot kerbobble and what it was (laughs) was i there they wanted some food and i was I was with them and I was like, I'll make you food. And so I took, <laughs> like, please no. I, I took shaved meat, like lunch meat and some cheese and I put it in the microwave and just microwaved it until it was warm. I think it might've been like ham or roast beef. I don't know with some cheese. I just put it in the microwave until it was warm and bubbly. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. What do you call it? I was like, "Mm, hot kerbobble. I, (laughs) it was totally made up. I haven't thought about that in years. (laughs) There you go. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about food. Got to bring it back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, that's not that. That, but seriously, that wasn't too. That wasn't too bad. You might. Okay, I'll. I'll give you. It's too bad you don't have pictures you can share with us. You have pictures. You had your fancy pictures. <laughs> Here's my fancy picture. This is oh, a. Yeah. This is a Christini. Okay. <laughs> it's. Uh, I like this game. It's kind of like guess the. The yeah it's homemade uh homemade tomato sauce with uh some fresh basil um i grow it inside during the during the winter so it's fresh basil with uh some some uh cheese and uh on a cr- on old day old crust 
Yes. That has also been toasted, lightly toasted with a bit of grapeseed oil. So it doesn't have the heaviness of olive oil. Yeah, that, that really does sound delightful. It was delicious. <laughs> Anyhow, I won't bore you anymore with my photos. Um, I, well, true, what Chad's saying, right? Um, who connects people? Oh, Chad, you're right. <laughs> That's true. You know what? That isn't that the the uh, the vulnerable part of living, right? Is is sitting around a meal mm. uh, with people because now you have to. Well, you have to listen to them eat. You have to see how they eat. Is, a, is it, are they choppers? <laughs> or do they know that God made lips so that they would close? Well, I mean, I never really thought about it like that, but now that's all I'm going to be thinking about when I'm eating with someone. So thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I have a problem. I hear like, chewing noises. I, there's a word for it. It's some problem word, but I cannot stand chewing noises. Right. Okay. So what you're saying is that you are not going to come get pizza with us. <laughs> I'll I'll overlook it. I'll overlook it for you guys. <laughs> as long as we don't chew noisily. All right. So right. I got it. No chopper. Um, um, um. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> oh boy. Well, this is fun. So this yeah. this is so good. I'm so glad that you joined me on Coffee with Humans. Uh, so your Saxon Burger. Uh, place that's that's super awesome uh and then your your uh dessert dessert place too i don't know if i'll be in sydney anytime soon so i'm probably not going to be able to partake in any of that no um, but, and it um, seems an awfully long way to go for dinner <laughs> it's worth it i mean yeah like it's you know would you prefer to come to brooklyn or sydney i don't know <laughs> I, it, brooklyn's easier <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess now, so those are the businesses back in Sydney. And, you know, if you know anyone who has an e-commerce business and needs help growing it, then uh, Growth Boss is also, that's what we're doing here. So Growth Boss. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have this? So how did you gain that skill? I know we only have a couple minutes left, but real quick, give us the synopsis. How did you move from food to, to e-commerce consulting? Yeah, so there was this all, obviously this whole time in the middle of that, where we were actually, <laughs> um, that my, so my co-founder now and I, we actually worked with e-commerce businesses. So we, we actually started with a done for you service where we were helping them with their marketing, um, with their digital marketing. Um, and then we actually wanted to create leverage um, because obviously when you're doing done for you, you're capped with your time. Um, and so we, um, we transformed it into more of a coaching business instead so that we could essentially, um, help coach, give the tools to business owners so that they could do, do these things themselves. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how we got there in a really quick way. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. Have you found the business is better or worse during COVID or would you not, or is it neither? Like it's not in a COVID issue. Um, it's, it's interesting. I find that I found that there's been a lot more new businesses. I think that's come about because of COVID. Um, obviously either people have been bored at home, um, or unfortunately have been laid off or, you know, so, um, with given the circumstances, you know, there's been a lot more new businesses. Um, but, I don't know whether I would say that the quality of them is necessarily great. Um, sometimes I think it is just sheer need and, you know, 
and want, needing to do something different or something else, something extra. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know how to answer that because it's just been, it's just been a strange time just because of the, the amount that's been sort of, yeah, the, the amount of new businesses. It's hard to tell. It's, it's kind of skewing, it's skewing the data a little bit, I think. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. You heard it here first. Yeah. You're committed can, now, Chad. You're on the you're online here. <laughs> we can definitely connect on Chad's a great guy. You are gonna you're you you'll definitely love him. He's awesome. much friendlier than me. <laughs> well, I'm totally up for it because um we definitely have to build out our networks in in, in the States. Um because you know, we came over and we didn't know anyone. Yeah. Know anyone. So yeah. That's that's probably the other reason um, why I was like, why not? Let's have coffee. <laughs> I yeah. need to get out and meet new people. <laughs> totally. Well, I, I I love connecting with new people, and even though I'm an introvert, uh, I it has been super beneficial not only personally just to meet new people who I I love hearing people's stories and learning new things myself, um, and sharing just in a raw you know like I said raw unfiltered environment, um, but also. Uh, you know, from a business perspective, yeah, uh, we do business with people that we know, like, and trust. So, um, get to know people, like people, uh, and, and I found when I've needed to reach out for stuff, um, you know, people take my call in a lot of cases and that's, that's been super valuable, um, for me professionally, it's been, and it's honestly, it's just been rewarding that, I mean, the whole idea of coffee with humans is to kind of wipe away the idea that regardless of who we of, of what we do where we're located we at the end of the day are just human and um we have needs we have desires we got fears we got hopes dreams all these things um that are common to all of us um and if we can connect on those levels i think we have the opportunity to make the world a better place so um then how we express that yeah. you know in our businesses is, is really up to us 100 percent and what do you just really quickly, I know we're over time, but what, what do you do? What's your business? I do business advisory work. So I work with organizations to, um, help them solve meaningful, measurable problems. Awesome. Uh, right. I would turn myself an interventionist. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really good in the spot where, uh, people are stuck Yeah. and I've been so, so, so often stuck that I know how to get unstuck. <laughs> yeah. And I have a deep, I have a deep network of people, uh, and I've, been a lifelong learner and so i know all sorts of things um, awesome. and i i you know know people who know all the things i don't know so uh-huh okay well yeah. i'm sure that you know at some point i might reach and be like i'm stuck jason <laughs> maybe anytime seriously anytime call me up uh hit me up and i'll i'll point you in the right direction and if i can help you out i'll totally help you out um but we're at the end of our time now so yeah. Deidre, this has been great. I saw the sun slowly go down behind you. Yeah, it's pitch black now. <laughs> it looks like in the middle of the night. <laughs> so thanks for spending your evening with us. No problem. Thank you so much. This is great. So you, you hold on the line for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to play a, a little outro for all of our viewers. Thanks, everybody, for watching Coffee with Humans. Go uh, make the world a better place. One conversation at a time. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, 
go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.